Steve, my man, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm good, sir. How are you? I am well. Um, I was. We were talking off air. I like to start the podcast whenever I have a new guest on and, and tell my listeners, because they obviously know me, why I wanted to have you on the podcast so they have a reason to listen. Um, I think yeah, that we are, bell. yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get your, just get your ego up a little bit. Um, <laughs> is that I think that there's just a, a correlation between the, those who are growing on social media and actually an inverse correlation between the quality of the information that they're giving out. And so there's just like a lot of people, Instagram is tough right now. Organic reach is low, all that stuff. And it, and it has just like created an environment where people are like, oh, in order to, you know, compete for attention, I need to say crazier and crazier shit. Um, and you're, you have blown up in the last, whatever, X amount of a year or so. And it's been just like, whatever, it's a really mm-hmm. happy thing where like normally that comes through like weird, uh, not so great practices, but you've done an amazing job. It's amazing information. Really, really good job. Like a, it's a fun page. It's like a good intersection of, um, fun and education. And so you do a great job of that. And, and I'm super happy to see that you've grown. It's been awesome to watch. Thank you, brother. Thank you. It means a lot. I think, uh, when i mean it's literally been since november last year november last year i had five thousand followers and now it's uh i can't remember off the top of my head i think seven six seven something like that which is i didn't even think that was possible i remember i was about to hit 100k and i was like oh my god my life has changed yeah and yeah it just kept going kept going crazy 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 Let's do a let's do a little bag, you know, the old, the old classic podcast. Tell us a little bit about Steve, um, you know, and, and and I'll translate all of your just like terrible accent stuff into English, like for my followers and stuff like that. So you just do Makes your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little about yourself. Uh, all right. So this is one area. If if your audience, if there's many Brits, they'll get this. If there's not many Brits, they won't get this. So I'll, I'll kind of lay this out there right away. British people, British lads, don't talk about themselves very much. So this is actually, I've had to script out, so like write down little bullet points of where I'm going to talk about, what I'm going to talk about. Otherwise, I'll just be like, PT, here I am. That's it. It's the end of the story. Um, so household-wise, uh, growing up, single-parent household, uh, that got me into, when I was younger, my, my dad. So dad brought us up, got us into football. So I played football, which is soccer to you guys. I'm, I'm PS. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a massive Arsenal fan. So it's like a freak big oh, Arsenal man. fan. So oh, just, I don't know if just whatever, you where you're from, depending on where you're from, that's like a plus or a minus. But I played soccer, football, whatever, and a uh, big Arsenal fan. So yeah, awesome. Good man. We're literally like just down the road, just down the road from London. Fuck yeah. And um, so played football, played up to uh, like, uh, it's like a professional standard, but at the age of sort of like till the age of 15, 16. So I played for Charlton and then Gillingham. So it's up to a high level. Um, but let's say parent-wise, uh, very pushy father with very high standards and not a very good relationship. So as soon as I was old enough, stopped doing that. Um, but it probably installed some things into me that actually have worked in a roundabout way quite well for social media, which was you have to... You have to be entertaining to get attention. Like you have to be doing something worthy of attention. So that kind of like installed that kind of thought process into me. It's only something now that we're starting to unravel as you kind of like delve into like deeper things as you get to the age of 32 and that sort of thing. Um, But as soon as I finished football, I went into college. I only went to the college that I went to because it was an all girls college and I was a 16 year old lad. So it was an all-girls school. I was a 16-year-old lad. So I didn't go there for educational reasons. I literally just went there because that was where my mindset went at the time. Um, obviously, that didn't work out at all because I just spent the whole time getting drunk and being hungover. Then I went to uh, catering college. actually passed that. Did quite well there. But in the last year of catering college, I was told that you get paid terrible for this job and you just get showered at most of the time. So why do you want to do this job? And I sat there and thought, why do I want to do this job? Didn't end up doing that in the end. Uh, went back to working in the co-op, which I was working at this whole time anyway, which the co-op is essentially like a local corner store. It's like a chain of corner stores around where we are. So stayed working there. Didn't leave there till I was about 20, must have been about 21, 22. I'm not sure on the exact dates, but transition from there to working for a railway station for about three months. Until I realized uh, the kids laughing on the opposite platform was because the the uniform that I was wearing was way too large. Whilst I was sweeping up leaves off this platform, I thought this is a terrible job. And in amongst all this, I'd already qualified as a PT. So then that was where I literally was like, look, why am I doing all of these things? 
um, rather than just doing the thing that I enjoy, I care about, like that I feel like I should be doing. And I think it's important sometimes to paint our pictures because one of the things that I see in the fitness industry, it seems like everybody has this kind of like perfect entry into fitness and have this like very well-constructed life and it just kind of feeds its way into them doing very well in the fitness space. It's not always the case. Some of us are just like random little delinquents that have kind of stumbled across doing fairly well for ourselves. So that all happened. When I came into fitness, I was quite lucky. But some of the people that, and again, I think a lot of this stuff is quite lucky. Like it's just a bit of luck because I was exposed to people online like Eric Helms, Matt Ogus. I think I was exposed to Eric Helms through Matt Ogus, Lane Norton, who was probably lucky around about way through those guys as well. So the first bit of information that I was taking in, rather than it, and the thing that kind of cemented itself into my brain, rather than it being these random bro bodybuilders, which it very easily could have been, and then that would have been my worldview, I was lucky enough that it was all these people that were very respectable, had very good information. So that kind of like laid a really nice foundation. So I went into PT and was doing quite well as a in-person PT, um, doing mostly like physique change kind of stuff, which is pretty much kind of where my space is at, at the moment. But in amongst that time, I actually like transitioned away from it a little bit because again, I think a little bit of you get caught up into what's going to make me do better. Like what's going to help me reach out to, to more people and kind of like get more attention. And for a little while, I almost kind of like retreated back into a very kind of self-helpy space, which I don't think there's anything wrong with, but it's just not fucking me at all. Like I was writing a lot of Instagram quotes on Twitter and again, Nothing wrong with doing that. There's some people that do it amazingly well. Like Andrew Coates was my mentor. He does it fantastically. He does not do it at all like I was doing it. I was doing it like the jokey thing that I put up this morning on my story where like, there's two wolves that live within you. Like those kind of things, those cliche kind of ways of doing it. So I was doing it like that and I realized this is nothing like me at all. It took me like a good year to learn that. And then I transitioned away from that. And then that was when... I did a social media course and had a business mentor who I still have now. And one of the first things they said to me, and it took a little while for this to kind of drum itself into me. But one of the first things they said was like, if you go back and watch your content, would you be interested? Like, would you watch it? And I was like, no, like, I fucking wouldn't watch it. And they were like, yeah, cause it's boring. Like there's nothing wrong with it. The information's good. Like nothing's changed in terms of what I'm saying over the years, but the way you're delivering it's boring. And then that's where I was thinking, and we were just saying off air, like there is a gap that can be bridged between the people that are getting really big, but for shit information, but it's because they're doing it in such an entertaining way versus the people that aren't getting big, even though they're delivering great information, there is a gap there. And that's what I'm trying to like come in and feel is like, there's a certain sect of people that feel like they aren't getting enough information because it's just not being wrapped up in the right way for them. And then here we are. Yeah, and there was a time, <clears throat> there was a time, I don't know how long you've been posting consistently on social media, but there was a time where it didn't require as much entertainment along the way. Like there was always, there was always like, hey, your content's got to be educational or funny or entertaining or in depth or it's, you know, mm. but but it's, it's becoming an and not an or. It's becoming like, you know, you can't. And whatever, and there's no like, uh, there's no like being a, a, you know, crying over it over the years of like, well, it's funny. I just reposted a super old like infographic, some, something this morning. Just I'm I'm actually just whatever. That was me. That's me experimenting. I'm like, I wonder like if that content can make a comeback. But whatever. Maybe that's just like hanging on to the old days. But it is certainly at a place where like if you're trying to grow on social media, everybody. I, I run a mentorship with some coaches, and I'm like, all of you guys know mm -hmm. the same shit as Steve or the same shit as other people that are growing fast. It's like you need we need to spend more time figuring out a way to do it in a way that's entertaining and start to acknowledge that it's like the days of the the Jordan Syatt Carter Good infographic where it's like very simple, like here's calorie yeah. cycling with like some lettuce emojis and a pizza emoji. It's like, that's no mm -hmm. longer gonna cut it. And yeah. we, we need to not, not, not be someone else. Like I know you are, I bet very much who you are on social media. And sure you are intentional about the way you post and, and all of that, but, um, yeah, we have to spend a little bit more of that extra energy to be entertaining and to get people to want to watch um, because we're fighting okay. against people who are saying, just, like it, it, the person who's saying that like, you know, whatever aspartame or some shit's gonna kill you, like that that's that in and of itself is, is enthralling. And you, here you are like 
eat protein and, and don't eat too many calories. And so we really got to dress <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that up and it's got to be a little bit more entertaining for sure. I think, I think as well, like, um, especially for other PTs, like sometimes, uh, it seems like PTs will look down on delivering information in a certain way, despite what the information is, but because it's delivered in a certain way, but then you have to go back to, well, what's the purpose of delivering the information? Like if the purpose of delivering the information is to help someone, then you deliver it in whatever way that actually makes sense to you, but in a way that helps someone but the same way, if you was in a gym with that client and you were telling them about the moment arm versus the lever lengths into this push up, and that's why you're going outside of your active range with this and that. And you're like, well, yeah, for sure. For some clients, that'll work and that'll be brilliant. But for most of the clients you work with, they're general population people and you're going to have to say something more interesting. So you break it down in a way that makes sense to them. Social media is the same fucking thing. You're just breaking it down in a way that makes sense to people like this easy. And again, like the only difference really that I come in with, that I think personally, is that I'm not scared to address the fact that you are a fitness person, yes, but at some point in your life, you've probably done some drugs and you've probably drunk some alcohol and you've probably sworn at people and you've probably done this and you've had sex and it's okay. You can fucking joke about those things because if you was in the pub with your mates, you'd have a laugh about it. So why can't you have a laugh about it on social media? And sure, some people don't like to hear it, but there's also 767,000 people that are like, yeah, great. I understand what you're saying. Makes sense. Do you, um, do you, I, I find one of the like, I don't know if it's in, in, interesting or depressing or I don't know what exact uh, adjective I'd use here, but is like what, if I browse people's comment sections, like have you, listen, when you have a big following, you might have, listen, the 762,000 people that are following you, there's a percentage of people that are gonna follow you because they love you and a percentage of people that follow you mm-hmm. because they hate you, you know? And and the your, does your comment section ever get crazy? Do you ever like, is it ever actually something yeah. where you're like, I can't p- believe these people exist? Do you know what? I'm like, I'm, I'm really, really fortunate because again, like my whole thing's just like banter. I'm like, I'm going to have banter with this yeah. thing. Like fitness should be more fun than it is. Sure. I don't understand why it isn't. And obviously for me, I think some people are really good with that. Like uh, John Sire is really good with that, but he didn't really occupy like the muscle growth physique change space, sure. even though like kind of on the fridges, but not really. And like, I know that I'm a little bit more this way and nobody does that because everyone takes it so fucking seriously. You're like, which I get because a lot of people are bodybuilders. But a lot of the people you're working with ain't bodybuilders. They're just normal people who want to have a laugh. So because my story is always banner, because everything else is always banner, it's open house for people coming and giving me banner because I'll joke about being ginger, I'll joke about being short, I'll joke about all these things. So it's open house, like people are called, they come give me shit, we have a little bit of back and forth, it's great. So in terms of DMs, brilliant, great community, love it. In terms of posts, great comment section until and you can kind of go through my videos and see this like if you see a video that does let's say over four hundred thousand views and then anywhere above that it will get in it will turn into a cesspit because it will go outside of your audience the people that are like cool i'm watching these i like these i enjoy these i get it might not agree with everything but i get it and then it will go to the outer fringes of people that are like, there was a guy the other day and I literally did an entire post on, and this is a repost from a while ago, breaking down how much you actually have to do in the gym to see a return. So like how low the barrier of entry is. And because I use percentages in it, his comment was like, oh, it's so annoying when people like this gatekeep fitness and make it so it's hard for people to get into and I'll, like, I'll just have banner with the comments. I'm like, it's funny because I, I literally swear this whole video is about not doing that year's illegal billing. And like people come in and they're liking it. And everything else. But you're like, there are just people in this world that will just take what you say and completely flip it on his head. So you can't appeal to everyone. And if you try to, you're just going to, you're going to capture no one. No one's going to care about what you're saying. So you just almost have to get rid of the idea. I don't know if you saw the, the comment section on the aspartame video. Yeah, have you ever go through and read that one? It's it's a it's a dump fire. Yeah, and there's a correlation there in both directions of like those are the posts that will not just mm-hmm. by themselves blow up, but that's a reason why they'd blow up because they will bring in this sort of uh, person who's going to come in and comment, and that exposure is good, and you know, and all of the back and forth is good, and engagement is engagement, and so yeah, that I definitely see that too. Where I'm like, yeah, I hate that there's a nudge towards. Not not being edgy. You're not even edgy. You're, what, are we, what are we talking about here? You're not like saying divisive things. But unfortunately, we're at a point now where like 
device, what is divisive for the average person, the threshold is super duper low, you know? And so everything is divisive, even the simplest form of whatever, not to get overly cynical about it, but yeah. Um, do you? No, f- no, it's true. I, I agree. Cause even the, what's the, what's the guy's name? Paul Saladino. So he's, yep. he's always, he'll always get like a, uh, but like he's got, is it, how many millions of followers has he got? It's a lot. Isn't a it? lot. Yeah. Over a million. It's, definitely. I want to say, yeah, I want to say maybe into two, maybe even higher than that. It's a lot of followers. So if you think there's that many people out there yeah, following a guy that yeah. says two million, yeah. So if you've got that person out there who says vegetables, which is like one of the staples that we've always known for health, is now bad. And there's two million people to follow him. And he's even contradicted himself within his own content of being like vegetables are terrible. And then over time, slowly progressed his way to well, if you eat vegetables and they make you feel better, then that's fine. And you're like, well, hold on a second. <laughs> that's not, that's not being your message. And all those people are still following him. You kind of have to go, well, for me anyway, the way I kind of spun it in my head was that I'm going to get the people that follow him coming in and giving me shit no matter what, no matter what I do. I could give you as much proof as you like. You are not going to change your mind. So then you go, I think it's a uh, rapper pause. Uh, is it rapper pause rules? Of enga- no, no, no. Rapper rules engagement, another thing, but there's a, there's a thing within debating, which is like, if you don't sit, both sit down at the table and you're both not open to the idea that the other person could be correct and you could be wrong. So you're not coming into this discussion with the idea that you're going to change your mind. Then you just enter into an argument. And I'm like, well, I'm not fucking arguing with strangers on the internet. So the only time I'll respond most of the time, don't get me wrong, sometimes I give in and I get triggered. But most of the time is if I see a good bit of banter that I can have. For them. So that, that'll be it. Because again, the way I see that is like, stacking up layers to you and your personality to the people that are following you. So there was a guy on that aspartame video that was like, did you get paid by big Coke to, to do this? And I was like, yeah, but they were really pissed off that I was using Pepsi. Then so that comment yeah. on that like video got, I think it's on like 12,000 likes for a comment on a video. Sure. And you're like, okay, so that's 12,000 people that have come in and they're like, that's funny. Like, yeah, yeah. and then they're with you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's awesome. That I, I I'm I'm in that situation too, where it's it's a comment, it's a combination of do I have some fun banter that I know is just allows me to take everything a little bit lighter, um, or mm-hmm. there's the occasional, uh, you like you said you it triggered whatever version of that word we mean, but like there's the occasional like I like you know I crack my knuckles and I like I like all right let's 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 go not like in a in a divisive yeah. way, but almost like a let's practice. Like I see it sometimes where yeah. somebody comments on my page and I'm like. Let me see if I can actually articulate, not because I care about this, I'm not gonna spend 45 minutes trying to change one person's mind, but um, almost like if other people come, they might learn from this comment mm-hmm. thread and maybe it's a good practice for me to be like, okay, do I actually know what I'm talking about? You know, could I, do I yeah. have a defensible argument here? Um, so I, I try and look at it that way, but yeah, yeah. Jordan, yeah, speaking of Jordan Syed, he's been a, just a big mm-hmm. influence on me, just like, just I know Jordan's changed over the years a smidge um, but like killing people with kindness and just like never like actually letting them you know get to you in a, in a divisive way has been has been helpful for like just navigating the comment section for sure oh man I've heard I, I literally I, I think Jordan's site was a huge a huge influence on some of the stuff that I was doing a few years ago and again like uh, he still has been in just the in terms of the way you kind of like present yourself and present information and it doesn't have to be super high end even though you're talking about high end things um but like one of the things that i think it, depending on what type of person you are like so for me if i went into things and tried to kill people with kindness it would seem really weird not because not because i'm a prick like because it would, would just really piss in real it, life. Would, it would seem yeah, really it would weird. It would seem really weird. I know you for five I'm minutes like, and it, would, it wouldn't it wouldn't sound like you, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm just going to take the piss. Yeah. Like, if we can both leave this afterwards, like having a little bit of a laugh. And that's why I'll call him a silly billy. I'm never going to call him in the name. I'll be like, you're being a silly billy. Because yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, we can both have a bit of fun with that. And at the end of it, I'll be like, look, neither of us really care about this. This is just the internet. It's not that serious. Yeah. Um, but then I suppose that's almost where you start to understand who you are and how you can respond to things without losing your shit all the time because there was a time especially when things started to kick off on social media it's got a lot better now but when things started to kick off that there would be such a drain from negative comments coming in so like one of my first videos that did so i'd probably say that 80 percent of my following has come from probably a collection of anywhere between seven and ten videos i've probably posted maybe 60 or 70 in that time 
but the first one that went to i think it stopped at like two and a half or three million views that got a lot of shit on it and i was reacting to the shit because it was my first time ever kind of experiencing it and you forget that it's gone to the fringes of the internet all these people that they're not your people and you're kind of reacting to them and it was such a drain for like a good two three weeks that you just kind of learn your lesson from it you're like Look, i've got to deal with this in a better way did it, it hit like a bottoming out point or like where you were just like continuing to do it and do it and it drained you and drained you and it basically just hit rock bottom where you're like, I can't keep doing this. I'm a, I'm a, I'm quite an introspective person in terms of like, I will sit down and analyze what I'm doing and be like, I need to do things in a better way because what I'm doing right now, I know that the way I kind of see a lot of the stuff that goes on is that I know that other people are doing this and I know that other people have been doing this for a long time. And I know that I can't be the only person that's getting this kind of shit. So if those people are doing it, there's a way that they're doing it. And it's not because they don't care about it because I've seen the way they talk and interact on, on their own content and everything else. So I know they do care. So how are they managing it? And you just kind of go through this assessment in your head. It's almost like a little tick box, like, okay, having bound up with it. That kind of works. Yeah. That, that works in these situations. You're like, okay, reacting to it. Well, that didn't fucking work at all. That was horrible. And then you're like, okay, well, maybe I'll just ignore it because it's not doing anything to me. I'm not going to turn the comments off or anything like that because, again, like you said before, every time someone comes in and comments, the video's playing in the background and you're like, well, there's another three or four views just from that one person that wanted to give you some shit. Like, is it still helping a bunch of people? Yes, it is. So you're like, okay, cool. Leave yeah, it. there's the I'm 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 browsing your sh- your stuff in the background, and it, I don't know if it's the the growing your glutes one, but you're getting torched for not putting any females on this list here. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You're getting yeah, absolutely it wasn't slammed. Glutes, I've got some shit for that. <laughs> slammed, dude. This is crazy. <laughs> uh, not that, that then, not that, that was, that's like not like a totally like um not that there's not like I'm sure you saw that and you were like, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure you saw that and you were like, yeah. I maybe could have done that, but th- th- I don't know. Th- th- it's also not like, um, I don't know. Is this a moment of, should I be suggesting that, should I be on board with that? Like, did you feel like, oh, that's a legitimate thing? Or were you like, hey, this is just the people that I've interacted with and that I can speak to their quality of information or, yeah. This, this is the thing that, it was basically what you just said. So these are the people that I know. I like their quality of information. I know I know female coaches, but I don't know that many female coaches, me personally, in the muscle growth space that then I would have tagged in that. So that's like the difference. I think later on I tagged another one where I tagged like Shona Virtue and stuff like that because Shona Virtue is fabulous. She's amazing. But again, she's not like necessarily like a muscle growth coach. She was kind of trying to keep it within that spectrum of people. Um, But then that was one of those things where on that post, again, I was like, well, and I think I I did post one later and I said, look, last time I didn't post any females, got some shit for that. I was like, okay, cool. Let's update it with some females as well because I know some of you guys want it. But that post, I could have gone back and updated the the caption, but sure. I was like, no, like this isn't how the internet works. You don't get to tell me that you're offended by something I've said. And if I don't think there's anything wrong with it, because I'm telling you what my worldview on this matter is, which it is, it's just my view. Like these are people that I know. I don't have to then go through it and screen myself to go, okay, wait a minute. I should know some more people because you said I should know some different people. So I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'll just leave it. And then I'll update it at a later point. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm cracking up, man. This is the people are not happy with you. <laughs> it's just like, and I could see that being a, I could see that being an emotional moment of like, oh fuck. Like I pissed off all these people. Like I'm, I'm an asshole. Uh, you know, um, this is what people think of me now. And, and it seems like you kind of took that and you were like, okay, like I'm not going to overcorrect and go in and, mm-hmm. and adjust the, 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 the caption. I'm just going to maybe have a laugh about it in my next one where I'm like, Hey, you guys, maybe on some level you were right and maybe I could have tried harder and and cool. I didn't like go back in time and like fucking try and rewrite history here, but all right, cool. Here are some female coaches like, you know, whether you, or not you were like apologizing, but just saying, okay, I learned from that moment, you know? I think, I think that's the difference. Like in situations like that, you don't have to apologize because you've not done anything wrong because the message itself was for one, it, by somebody saying you should have tagged female coaches, are you implying that the only time you'd be talking about muscle growth in your ass is because you're a female? But no, you're like, well, no, you wouldn't be implying that. So, okay, cool. Are you telling me that I should have a different worldview to you and that I should think about other people? No, I shouldn't. Okay, cool. So then you're like, well, I haven't done anything wrong. If you'd like me to give you some, because some people in them comments were like, oh, could you like next time, like let us know some female coaches because I'd love to follow them. I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah, That's great. Totally. Literally. Yeah. Way no better way of saying it. It's a fabulous sure. way of asking. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. All right. What what are um what are like okay, so as a content creator, there's a combination of talking about new things, talking about old things in new ways, iterating based on data from prior mm -hmm. posts of like, oh, this communicative style worked. Do, do you feel like you have certain topics that you find yourself coming back to feeling like, yeah, this is where either you're super passionate about teaching or you feel people really need help with this or this kind of the same thing sometimes? Yeah, I like there, there's certain topics within do you know what? Actually, sometimes some of the topics that, that do really well, like the, the aspartame one. And again, I don't know whether this is because sometimes because you're so into the fitness space, you almost get removed from what is going on around you, like in the, the general kind of population. So I was really surprised that that one like took off the way I did. It was, it was crazy. And I didn't really understand why, because I thought it's like a fairly well-known thing that it's safe. And it's okay. Like it's pretty, it's not even that much of a contentious issue within the nutrition space that it's safe and it's good, but it just went crazy. Um, but then in terms of the things that you will talk about on a regular that people always seem to respond quite well to, it's just the general basics. It's like, okay, this is how you figure out how much protein you're going to need. Um, and here's how you can figure out how to divide it up. Um, this is how you can lay out your pre and post workout meals in terms of to get kind of like the best effect but then the the thing that i'm always trying to wrap back into that stuff is that and i think this is what resonates with people quite well is that if you miss that it doesn't mean your whole day is fucked and like you, you've got nothing left after that like you're fine everything else is still fine it just means you might get a little bit more of an effect and that's cool like there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that yeah. Yeah. I definitely see that, that, and there's a correlation because you're obviously someone who's actually trying to help people. So this idea of like, Oh, what do I feel very passionate about talking about kind of becomes what people really need help with. And I think that those are, that's kind of where your mind goes in terms of making content. I think about what are the things that people really need help with. And that's what I want to make content about instead of, you know, I'm not somebody who's like overly passionate about something in my own life when it comes to fitness. I'm more passionate about like reflecting what I feel when I work with my clients. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I see that people yeah, are really yeah. struggling with this and I want better for them. So let's talk about this instead of like, I'm not a bodybuilder. I'm not a whatever. I don't have any like personal physical endeavors outside of just being healthy and and, and being strong and, and all of that good stuff. Um, and so, yeah, I tend to not, I don't know that that's, that's where my motivation comes from making, from making content for sure. Your, your content's always reminded me a little bit of my content in terms of like you're on the, the fringes, like you're towards like the muscle growth space, but then like not fully invested into it, into almost like this bodybuilder sure. kind of like everything has to be on point. Otherwise yeah. there's no point. I love hypertrophy training and I'm super passionate about hypertrophy training, but the mm -hmm. irony is like, I'm passionate about it in a lazy way. Like I've always been a lazy person. And, 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 and so my pursuit is actually how little you can do and still, and still, you know, see X amount of progress. And so that, yeah. that, that kind of toes the line between some of my clients and some of my people in my group and some people follow me are actually more into hypertrophy than me. They, they, they like hypertrophy for the ambitious side of how much can they gain. Yeah. And then there's other people that are like, oh, here's this thing that I can do a couple times a week for 30 to 40 minutes or 20 to 30 minutes and, and get great results. And so, yeah, you're definitely right. It's, it's cause when you, when you go take the N1 courses and you go talk about hypertrophy a ton and you make that like a part of your identity, you bring with you some people who really are into it where I'm like, well, actually I'm into it because I think it's a great way to like not get injured, get really healthy and not have to do for a ton of time. Uh, and so yeah, definitely yeah. see like uh, straddling those two things for sure. It, it's good. It's so, it's so supportive to like everything in life, isn't it? But then people like you were just saying that there, there's certain crowds within the, the fitness space and not necessarily like M1 or these people. Cause I quite like the way that like RP relations periodization will go about it. Like, you know, the, like Mike, Mike is still have like quite a bit of a laugh when he's presenting information. You're like, Oh, this is brilliant. And like yeah. even Eric Helms, like when he's doing his, his podcast with Omar Isof, which I can't remember his name now, Generation Iron. Yep. But when they're doing their podcast, they just have a great laugh. You're like, this is brilliant. I love that. Like, I love the way you can kind of take in information like that. But when certain people, and I think coaches get stuck into oh, this like, iron trap culture. sometimes. Iron they're culture. Yeah. Making, they're, making, they're making going to the gym. One of my mentors said it, and it fucking stuck with me, because he was like, can you imagine if a plumber woke, woke up in the morning and posted onto Instagram, the lions don't concern themselves with the opinions of sheep. He's like, I'm going to work today. I'm fixing pipes. 
lions don't concern themselves with the pins of sheep but all these kind of things and you're like just fucking relax like we are at the end of the day talking about muscle growth and like general kind of fitness getting leaner dropping a bit of body fat if you're already relatively jacked to any level you've already ticked off all the muscle growth benefits of health you're gonna get like you're there like you're in the upper percentile anyway so like just the rest of it is your personal ambition that's cool but just Stop making it seem like the barrier of entry to everyone or the barrier of at least making some progress has to be like all the way up here because it's not. It's so fucking low that virtually anybody could do it if they just understood that it is really, really low. Yeah, it's it's super low. I, I'm, I, I talked about this the other day on stories where I'm like, I have as much muscle as I could. I have far beyond the amount of muscle. I'm not that muscular, but I have far beyond the amount of muscle I need to maximize the health benefits. I, I, I would probably mm. say that, you know, that that curve is an upside down you where like having no muscle is not great. And then for a while, having more muscle makes you healthier. But then after that, it's such a metabolically active tissue that it's probably a downside, right? There's a reason that like, yeah. you know, the extreme version of 300 pound bodybuilders don't live that long. And so, um, I mean, there's other confounders there, but but certainly to a point where I'm like, yeah, more muscle is not gonna make me healthier. Um, there's a there's a guy, I, I think Jackson Pios is a super smart dude and all that. Um, but I always yeah, yeah. fucking crack up at Jackson P.L.'s posts. Again, not because it is inherently not good or bad. It doesn't resonate with me personally because he's always like mm -hmm. eating food and making eating food feel like you're a fucking samurai warrior of like this, like you gotta be, it's like he's some crazy martyr like going off to battle. I'm like, dude, you're eating rice and chicken in a bowl. Like it's, I know to be an elite bodybuilder, you need to be mm -hmm. locked in, focused, ton of sacrifice. I'm, and that's his that's his clientele. So I'm not saying that it it doesn't make sense for his clientele, it might, but it's so far removed for me. I, I, watched, it, I watched it post the other day and it's like, just so much of the, you know, lion doesn't convince, you know, doesn't, you know, uh, worry about sheep or whatever the fuck that quote is. Um, it's basically that in a nutshell, like while eating like rice and chicken. And I'm like, it's just not that serious. For me, it's not at least. Yeah. Yeah, no, no I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, and I love Jackson. Yeah, me too. I love it. Totally. I love his post. I've watched him for, for years, yeah. but like he's, he's had like a, a bit of a transition in maybe the last two or three years where he's gone like fully in on, on that kind mm -hmm. of like side of things. But again, that could have always been there. He loved these, like, um, he's always loved these anime, hasn't he? So yep, totally. it kind of like, there's variables that run through both of those that are very similar, like with what he does now. Yep. And it's cool when like, again, like you will have your crowd of people that will go with that. And to be honest with you, the information you're giving is great. So even if you came into it as, as just a, a general population person, you're still picking up great information and that's great. But then, like we are saying, like, that's where, and again, like if, if PTs and coaches are listening to this, like, do you want to coach those people? Like, is that, are those the people that are in your tribe? And if not, you go, well, how are the people that are within my tribe going to understand what I'm talking about? And I'm like, well, I enjoy the people that I work with. That, and this is one of the, the uh, tools. Or this is one of the tasks that they got us to do when I first started this mentorship was like sit down and write out your favorite avatar your person you're selling to and i was like well i don't really know how to do that and they went all right an easier way of doing it is pick five clients that you've had in the past and write down all the attributes of those clients and then have a look at what the intersection is i was like okay cool that's a lot easier so i wrote them all down and i realized like it was people that yeah sure loved uh getting jacked love like taking it seriously enough to make really good progress but people that would message me and just call me a prick sometimes and just like give me shit. And I'll be like, these people are like my people. They're the people I enjoy. So then you go, well, hold up a second. Does my, does my content attract those people? You're like, it's not one bit. And that's where you start to rewrite it and go, oh, okay, cool. This is all making a lot more sense now. I'm appealing to, to me in my client form. No, that's that is a, a thing that everybody is like, oh, ideal client avatar. Like, what's your ICA? You know, and it's like, um, it sounds like an annoying thing, like a cliche mm -hmm. salesman y sort of thing, but it is, it is relevant. And, and that, that, is a situation I'm in, not to make this, but um, where I love talking about like general health, sometimes general fat loss tips. And, but that's yeah. not necessarily like I'm looking to grow, let's say my, my hypertrophy group. And I'm like, all right, well, like 75% of your content's not about that. And so it's like, you need to either reconcile that or accept that. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not going to be a perfect match and you need to deal with those consequences. I've recently hired the, my first sort of like 
business e coach, more of like a social media audit of like, uh, hey man, nice. your 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 content sucks, and here's how we make it better. <laughs> and so like, uh, but but I've always been very resistant to like doing anything other than what felt right for me, and 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 being like, mm -hmm. I'm going to be driven by myself and what feels right, and if I if I spend effort changing the way I deliver things, then then I will burn out. And, and, and that that worked for a while. I think I'm very happy with where I am. I'm super, I'm just like, have been blessed on social media. It's been awesome. But there is an element of, okay, the next step is probably layering on, is giving into that a little bit. Have you found that some pieces of advice from that mentorship, I'd love for you to share if, because I know that you are very much yourself. Let's be real. Like I'm watching your content. I'm like, this is this guy in real life too. He's not like uh, reading off this like, you know, whatever. Sometimes we script our, our videos. Of course, you want to kind of what go through mentally what yeah, it, what yeah, it yeah, is, yeah. but it's not like you're reading a teleprompter that someone else wrote or something. So what, mm -hmm. what have you found, not to put you totally on the spot, what have you found that, that I know you are you on social media, but what things have you had to, like doing this client avatar, avatar kind of practice, mm -hmm. have you had to do that you found afterwards? You're like, yeah, that felt not like me at first, but that was a good thing yeah. for me to, to do. Yeah, I think, who did I hear talking about this? I think one of the people that I heard talking about this, which by the way, the the mentors that I used is uh, Dan from Biceps and Banner, but they're now Business and Banter. But if you watch their stuff, you'll like be like, oh, okay, this makes a lot of sense. They're really, really cool guys. Um, and then I used Sean Casey's social media course just to, the interesting thing with both of those two is that they didn't necessarily, and I don't want this to come across as like, I knew all this stuff anyway, because I didn't, the avatar thing completely new to me, but they didn't necessarily tell you any groundbreaking information that was completely new. And again, this is a little bit like making content. You're not going to tell anyone anything that's groundbreaking, that's going to kind of completely change their worldview, but you are going to help to kind of adjust their worldview over time. And what those two people were really good at with me just putting it in really simple terms so for example rather than saying um with content you have to give value which i heard so many times from so many courses i've read so many books i've done so many like so much stuff and bear in mind like i've been doing content for probably the best part of a decade before and i grew to five thousand people and then in one year it's gone up to 700 and whatever. And that's where you're like, oh, okay, cool. So something clicked in that last year. And it's not that you didn't take all the information you knew before and use it, but something clicked with what they said, which was like, give value means when you go through your stuff, would you watch it? No. Okay, cool. So it's, so, it's too boring. So make it more interesting. You're like, okay, when you go through your stuff, let's say every time that you say something that's a little bit boring or there's nothing kind of going on, that's an opportunity for somebody to scroll. You know, like, and it takes two seconds or it takes half a second to scroll. So you've got probably two, three seconds where you can have a little bit of a lapse before there has to be something else going on. And literally all I do is like move things around and have fucking props. Like I've got a, I've got a, a dog chew dumbbell as a prop. I think I've spent about 30 quid this year on props, which is just like really simple things. I'm going to get one of those little cube things that you pull apart and it like expands and closes as you go, just because there's a few things I can explain with that. And all I do is I go, okay, cool. That's my content idea that I wanted to do. I write up a script for it and I'm like, okay, there's my script. Now this is the boring version of the script where I'll just like write up what's in my brain. Then I'll go through, edit down the script and go, okay, here's where I know that by this stage it's getting a bit drab. So I'm going to put something thinking. So I do that. And then I sit underneath it and I write out uh, stage cues. Like it's, it, you, you treat it the same way. And I think I learned that from a videographer that was uh, talking, me through, talking us through how he did his videos. And I was like, okay, so underneath it, I'll write what I'm going to be doing at that time. So I've got a loose direction. So then when I'm recording, I say the line and I do the thing that's on the, uh, the stage directions. And I'm like, okay, cool. This all makes sense. Um, and again, it has to sound like you because otherwise it's going to be fucking weird and people are going to follow you and then they're going to be like, where the fuck did you go? Because now I'm watching this content. And I've done this many times over the years. Don't think I haven't. Like I have 100% taken content that was very similar, uh, never really been like a copy, copy person, but very similar to other creators and then tried to do that. But the problem is when you next week or the next month or three months time find another creator that you like and you start doing their content all the people that followed you because they liked your previous content are going to go well now you're not speaking to me 
So you end up never, ever growing anyone because you're never speaking to anyone. Whereas if you sit down and always kind of go, well, look, this is an idea, which you could get the idea from someone else, that's fine. And then you go, here's how I'm going to do it. Here's my layout. Here's how I'm going to keep it interesting. You're surprised, surprised how easy it can it can kind of catch on. And to be honest with you, I've been waffling for the last five seconds because I forgot the original question. What did you ask for them? <laughs> uh, well, I think I think you answered it. But but the question was like things that at first felt like, uh, I'll give you an example for me. So like businessy, where you're like, ooh, that feels not intuitive to me. That doesn't feel like myself. Mm. And so one of those things for me has been like, putting in a call to action occasionally when I, when, when it's, when it's, when it's, uh, you know, or, or intentionally acknowledging that, like what you said, which was, Hey, I have to every, you know, three to five seconds, like I need something to be happening. And then, and kind of giving mm-hmm. into this idea that like, normally what I would do is I would word vomit a script and I would word vomit it in a way that I would say it if I were, you know, speaking to a client or whatever. And, and it would sound like me, I'd read it back. And I realized that, yeah, that that's 80% good, but I'm, forgetting the fact that there's probably, if I just open up a little bit into something that feels a little bit new for me and I'm like, hey, use a hook, that's intentional. Use a call to action, mm-hmm. that's intentional. And you know whether that's like asking for someone to share it or telling people that I have a program or like that to me felt super cringy and, and, and has taken me a while to be like, hey, there has to be a balance between, you know, you providing good content, making it entertaining, but some people are going to need a smidge of a nudge and whether that was, yeah. you know, and, and I've seen, and I hate that, that the first couple of times I did that, I was like, ah, shit, this kind of worked. Um, and I, 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 uh, I don't know if you know who Rico Rico is, was Jordan science videographer, uh, for the, for, for several years. Um, Rico, Rico Incarnati. Um, and Rico's a man, super great. He was my videographer early on when he was, you know, before he got way too big where he'd be my videographer. Um, and uh, yeah, super smart dude turned now does like a, like more of like social media content creation, coaching side of things. And, and was like, hey, dude, like you're you're you put way too many fucking disclaimers. You 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 try and cover so many pieces of context because that's part of my identity is like I yeah. don't I want to acknowledge there's a lot of different ways to get to, from A to Z. I want to acknowledge you don't have to do it this way. You could be, but like the, if you fucking put a thousand of those disclaimers in the content, it's like, it's just less fun. You can find, it doesn't mean you have to go all the way to the other end of the spectrum and be super polarizing and everything's, you has to be this way. And, but you can find probably a middle ground. If your goal is to ultimately help the most people, then mm-hmm. maybe not putting that in here right now in that amount. And I don't, I'm not, I'm not ever going to stop being that person because I don't ever want to be hyper polarizing V shreds or some bullshit. But I'm like, yeah, maybe that goes in the caption or maybe some of it goes in the caption or maybe um, some of it goes in the comments when you have further discussions with people. And it doesn't always have to go every fucking piece of context in the post. And so that was something for me that was uncomfortable at first, but I'm realizing, okay, in the pursuit of helping the most people, uh, I'm going to have to shade some of that in. Do you know what? It's it's one of the the same things. There's a... um was it a podcast or I think it was the live we went on a little while ago and I was talking to my friend Josh Taylor about it who's also got a really good channel um, and I was saying to him his content would do a lot better if he stops doing caveats for everything that he that's was what saying, I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. so fucking easy totally. so easy to do um, and like remember like when when I do content the place that I go for content ideas will be uh, mass so like mass research review I'll go into um weightology i'll go into alan Alan aragon's so like my content ideas will come from probably the same place that you do your education the same place i do and i'm like okay these will make brilliant content pieces but if i try and fucking say this entire article here with every single reference point and every single kind of like if not this if not that it's not going to work and it's not going to sell and then nobody's going to get the information at all so you're like okay so maybe the goal isn't to give people every single bit of knowledge that they need on social media. And again, it's like we were saying at the beginning, there are certain people that are blowing up for terrible information because they don't do that. They give people a camp that they can fall into and they yep. go, yeah, like I just eat meat. Um, even though now they eat vegetables, if it's okay, but I just eat meat. So you can come join my camp of meat eaters. And you're like, okay, brilliant. So we all just eat meat and we can kind of get behind it. And then anything else that comes along for the ride is just within that crowd. And you're like, well, maybe within our space as well and this is the kind of like change in perspective that i went through was like maybe in our space i can leave these little bits where i go well 
you know, if you do this, then you have to consider this. And if you do this, you have to consider that. And you kind of just trim all that down and you go, well, this is what I'm trying to say to you. Like if I'm talking about protein feedings and I say anywhere between three to five protein feedings is going to be great. There seems to be a kind of sweet spot around four protein feedings. But, you know, if you hit less than that, is there really a big fucking deal? No, probably not. Nothing terrible is going to happen. You'll just end up getting a tiny bit less from it. And that's kind of all you really need to say to people. If people want to argue with that, you can kind of further clarify if you need to. But yeah, I didn't, I, you, you kind of get to a position where you go, well, hold up. If Well, I've kind of got to a position where I go, well, if this is reaching 500,000 people and I'm talking about protein feedings and it's not exactly the most fun topic in the world, but half a million people have managed to hear it, is that better than me putting in a bunch of you know, uh, disclaimers yep. to make Caveats, sure that disclaimers. nobody thinks that I'm slightly wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that's exactly, I've, I, uh, so I'll like batch a bunch of scripts and then I'll, 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 I'll have like Rico and I will sit down because, because ultimately what I'd want to get is I want to get inside somebody's head who's watching my content. And there's never been a time where like the biggest, I mean the biggest, every single time we sit down and we look at a script or something, half of it comes out. And that is like, yeah. be more concise, be more concise, be more concise. It doesn't mean cut all the corners. It doesn't mean go all the way to being polarizing it. Don't, I'm not, I'm never going to do that. But it is, it's, it's not, an, it's not a coincidence that every time I go mm-hmm. to check, there's like a bunch of like, hey, don't say this. You don't need this. You don't need this. You don't need that. Um, and that, that's been really helpful for me. So every time we write a script and, and we look at it, I'm like, okay, I'm getting closer to this idea of like, still be me, but you don't like, like you said, if you, if I, you put every disclaimer, we got 5,000, mm. 5,000 views. If we put less disclaimers, not being polarizing and, and, and leaving out helpful context, but trimming the fat a little bit and we get 500,000 people to view it, then that is a greater net good. Um, I think that that can go dark. I think you can go to the dark side of that where it's like, well, if I say it in a way that is, you know, helpful and, and true, it's 5,000. If I say it in a way that's fucking crazy, it's five. Okay, now we're, that, that's a bad trade. I don't want to do that. Uh, but that that's, that is a piece of advice I've had for, I've had to internalize that has been tough because I am the caveat guy. I'm the disclaimer guy with my one-on-one clients when we spend a fucking hour on Zoom together, but this just <laughs> isn't the time for that, you know? There's a, there's a, a way that I kind of uh, vet myself that my script is, is in the place that it needs to be, which is that I have a notes page uh, that I open on my laptop, which is never going to work once I change my screen, but for now it works. Uh, I open up to full page and then I write a line. And once the first page is filled up, uh, so write a line, leave a space, yeah, put yeah. it in a heading font. Sure. Once the whole page is filled up, that's all my lines. I have no more space. I can maybe go one or two lines below that, but I know that video is going to be about one minute 20. And I'm like, it's going to start to lose people. So you kind of start taking things out once you're like, okay, this doesn't need to be here. This doesn't need to be here. Um, but like you were saying as well, the the bit where you said it can go dark. And I think this is where you have to have like a really good self-awareness as a coach. Um, and I definitely can fall victim to this sometimes. I think definitely in the 100% in the past, actually not even maybe, but um a little bit less now and a lot of that's probably an age thing just as you get older you get more comfortable with yourself and everything else but as a coach it's, it's very easy uh, to not know why you're doing this so if you're doing this like right now i don't need to do this anymore to i still need to carry on doing it but i don't need to do this anymore to grow an audience i could probably do what i do now and be absolutely fine for clients for pretty much the rest of your life. Like it completely changes things and it's wild to me as well. So it's not for that reason anymore. And then it's very easy as a coach to almost get stuck in the space where you're like trying to grow your audience. And if you're trying to grow your audience, then you're like, well, am I doing that because I want my business to be in a good place or am I doing that because I want to be known and I want to be famous and I want to be this and I want to be that. And then I think if you go down that pathway, which again is super easy to do, that's when then it can get into like a bit of a a dodgy position because you're not doing it for any kind of uh, moral reason or or anything like that. And you can start to end up producing content that, I think on the surface, like you wouldn't even notice that it started to be shaped in a certain way, but because that content delivers a feedback to you, which is the, you know, you get those likes, you get that dopamine hit, you get those views, whatever else, it just becomes a little bit addictive in itself. 
it's definitely, I mean, it's, it is, it is cr- the same sort of dopamine reward center, regardless of if your post was really righteous and genuine, or if it was just an ab selfie and then it's, it's going to mm-hmm. create, I mean, it's, it might feel slightly different, but at the end of the day, you can get hooked on that dopamine for sure. Um, yeah, 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 absolutely. I th- and you, if you, if you see a content piece of content of mine where I use a, a, a stupid prop, that's probably a, unnecessary, but also keeps a little pizzazz <laughs> there. Just know that, just know that that's your fault. And, uh, I, and, uh, yeah, just, I, I appreciate that because because that, that has done, you know, whether it's analogies or demonstrations or, or props or edits on the video, you know, I, mm-hmm. I have, a. I have someone that I work with. I'm like, hey, I need like a smidge of pizzazz here. I, I'm gonna say something that I think is smart. It's on me to make it entertaining and not take too long. It's on me to like make sure it's not a zillion caveats. It's on you to add a smidge layer of, of pizzazz where you're doing that yourself through the use of uh, demonstrations and, and analogies. I think that, that we all need to get on board with the fact that maybe we just need to try a smidge harder and you know, a tweet post can be is fine sometimes, and a carousel that is fine is totally fine. The show, like that's all great, but like we we probably need to put a smidge more effort into making it entertaining. Do do you feel like there's a a favorite analogy or demonstration? I know the the aspartame one was just a visual of here's how many cans. Probably that's ten mm. percent of what you could eat. But do you do? Is there are are there one? Is there one or a couple that stick out in your mind? Is like yeah, that one. Really, like when I made it, I wasn't sure, but now I really feel like it's stuck with you as something you say or think about a lot. Mm. Jim, Jim, just on the point you were saying before, because I've realized that like this podcast mostly goes out to other coaches, doesn't it? Sure. No, it it, it doesn't, uh, but but there are certainly a lot of a lot of them. There's a lot. I'd say it's uh, perfect, mostly perfect. regular people, but we, it's okay to have that be the person we're talking to. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. The, the the one the one thing I'd say about like making content as well, where you're saying about like put your put your thing on it, uh, is that I spend maybe in total it takes me about three hours to do a post. So it would take me about an hour to script, hour for idea, hour to script. If it's a big post, it would take me another hour to research. Um, then it would take me about half hour to film. It doesn't take too long to film, and then it would take me another hour to edit. And it might take me like 20, 30 minutes to do like little finishing touches. And the little finishing touches are people always ask me, they're like, oh, do you have some sort of tracking software that follows you around the room with the camera? And I'm like, no, I do that myself. Like you do that manually with like a little, I think I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a little triangle in the bottom corner of the screen and you can get the camera to follow you as you walk. Like you have to set the two finishing positions for it. So it takes fucking ages. And then even little things like putting music over the top of the video, I'm like, well, don't just layer music onto it. Layer music so as the bit where you say something, where you then go into something, it hits at the right moment. So I'll line up the video so it takes time, like so, so the music drops at the right time as when the, the speaking does. And little things like that, I can't say for death note because I haven't got like an A and B sure. test of like when I haven't done it, when I have. But I'm pretty sure little things like that all add up to something that kind of brings more and more people in and delivers some entertainment to people. So... Don't don't underestimate the, the little things that, that you can do. Um, in terms of, have I ever said anything that comes? <laughs> probably, but not for the not for the right reasons. So, um, when I first started it, uh, no no real kind of like crazy analogies that I've done in terms of um, with a prop or anything like that because they're all quite like visual based, and I think that's where a lot of my audience kind of lies. Like they're very visually driven people, and then the information kind of comes along with it. It's a little bit like me, like I'm like a little ADHD child that sort of like loves reading. So I've kind of forced myself into that bracket of reading shit. But if somebody sat there and just demonstrated the way I did, and I think that's why I always quite liked Mike Israel because he's very entertaining when he delivers information. But if they delivered it that way, I think I'd have learned a lot easier. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to come in and do that sort of stuff. But the thing that people do say to me, and this is the wild thing. I went to Cornwall the other day, which is a tiny little bit of England, like just this little pretty countryside bit. And there was, bear in mind, this is like a remote-ish part of England, little villages, there's not that many people. There's like 10 people that come up and said hello to you. And you're like, they, they follow you on social media and you're like, this is, this is wild. And like, one of the things that people used to say to me was, you're the guy that says, now if you find yourself in the gym, because all of my beginning yeah. content used to have that yep. on it. That was like literally the starting of everything. And then the end of it used to be now go grow some muscle or now go do this or whatever it was kind of like wrapped up in the video. And again, if like for PTs listening, like 
don't do don't don't copy that if anything i'll say that actually was like a, a negative thing for me because i tried to keep making content that made sense for that and it wasn't actually delivering anything in return if anything it was just kind of keeping me on rails and if anything new people that came in was almost like why the fuck are you saying like now if you find yourself at the start of everything it doesn't really make any sense anymore um but i've seen a few pts like doing the same sort of like their own yeah, yeah. same Starter. thing at the beginning of every post and you're like don't need to it's not not giving you anything yeah, 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 yeah. That's that. That's great. And you, you know, definitely, it's definitely been inspiring for me. So definitely, like, uh, you have a new style of content that's like, oh yeah, like, uh, this is someone doing something slightly differently and doing well, which is great for uh, all of us to see and, and learn from. And definitely, just gonna go with some weird ball that opens up and closes as like a factor of like <laughs> represents BMR or some shit, you know, like. Um, yeah, but that's, that's great, man. If you I'm, get the ball first. I get I'll the ball. I, dude, in America, man, sh- Amazon, dude, shit's here. I'll get it here by, <laughs> t- you know, two o'clock today, dude. Yeah. I'm going to call you out on my stories immediately <laughs> after. Dude. Hey, good, good shout out for me, man. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, shit. Because that was a minute beef. Yeah. All right, man. That's how we get that. That's how we really get big. Anyway, just if you really want to get big on Instagram or social medias, just start some beef with people. Oh, mate. that's it. Just, that's uh, it. You'll yeah. be fine. Catch me in your comment section. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, man. All right. I appreciate your time. You've been super helpful. It's good to see you. It's good to see you and meet you and, and chat with you. You've been, uh, you've just been a breath of fresh air on social media. It's been great to see. You. It's like, man, I could like, whatever, learn a thing or two. And that's been really, really great. And so, um, yeah, man, give a, give people a shout. I mean, if people don't follow you. They're living under a fucking rock these days, but, uh, give people a shout where they can find you, where you do your thing. So, uh, is, I can't even remember my fucking handle. Steve, Steve, dot craft coaching, I think. This is how bad I am with socials. This is why I'm surprised to ever kick off. Steve.craftcoaching. Everyone always thinks my name's Steve Craft. It's actually Steve King. Yeah, yeah. What's Steve Craft? Don't mind being called Steve Craft. That's fine. Um, And then I am soon to be starting a YouTube, which has been the interesting bit. I'm like, how do I take this short form content? Because... Obviously, you can post that on Reels, but just don't edit it. Take the short you just don't edit it Turn down. It you take the same content, you just don't <laughs> just edit it down. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, but that's going to be the next step, hopefully. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be it'll be different for you, I because that is a lot of times where I'm like sitting, I'll sit with Rico, and he's like, "Yeah, these are this is you, this is a piece of YouTube content. This isn't an Instagram post. Like, this is just slightly different. Mm-hmm. Like, where you're like, hey, we have." Uh, you don't. You won't have to have that same mentality of like every two seconds, like panicking that someone's going to swipe away. You still have that a little bit, but on a larger time mm-hmm. scale. Um, so there's a little less pressure to do that, but but pressure to do other things because it's just a different platform, different challenges. But that, that's again like where you remember what the audience is there for. Like nobody's on Instagram to get fitness information and to get for educated. Six minutes, like, you know, you know, some people are. So it's very rare, yeah, very rare. Yeah, but yeah. if you really want an education, you go to YouTube. So you go, okay. Instagram, entertainment, education, entertainment first, education afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Either YouTube, you can probably kind of flip that on his head and you go, okay, cool. Now I can give more information, bit less, a bit less education. Some of the people that are brilliant to watch, by the way, because I always get ideas from just other people. Like the the reason that I use classical music over the, my videos is because there's a cooking channel that I watch and they do these like awesome cooking edits and they've all got classical music over the top. Oh, of what's this guy? Hold on. I know exactly what you're talking about. I love this guy. Kills it. With the, um, he's got uh, a beautiful cutting board. That's what I think. Like, yeah, 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 whatever. Um, come every time, you know, come every time. But yeah, 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 yeah great. Yeah. Like Always classical, super classical music on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you say? Every time, every time I talk, it cuts out your voice. So what do you say? Uh, he's always got classical music on. Yeah, I know. I know. The, yeah, yeah. Um, so like you can you can kind of like take ideas from other places and be like okay cool yeah I could definitely use something here I could see how this could apply and YouTube I've been doing it with a lot of believe it or not like um, uh, what they called like economists um, people that do like financial advice as well because they deliver it some of the channels not all of them but some of the channels deliver it in a really interesting way and you're like okay and I'm not seeing anybody do this in the fitness space because a lot of fitness people. I, I think sometimes fitness people get a little bit stuck in their ways and they're like, oh, when the art, articles stopped being as popular and everyone was like, well, why are articles not as popular? And now people are on YouTube watching videos that yep. are like 15 yep. minutes long and like, yep. oh, this is terrible. It's going to ruin everybody. And you're like, well, it didn't and, and everybody's fine. And arguably everybody's probably more educated now than they were with you know probably some misinformation, but sure. they are more educated. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, this is just the next step in that. You just have to kind of keep up with it. Yeah. What's your, what's your, what's your YouTube? Um, I have, a, I, uh, I don't actually know, but it'll be the same. It'll be like Steve. <laughs> okay, it's, not, it's not up and running. We're not, you're not up and running yet. 
it's, it's there, but there's nothing okay, on it. It's okay, like okay, a okay. few full videos. Don't go, don't go yet. It's it. don't go yet. You're not. It's not. It's not dressed up yet. I got it. There's, there's nothing there for you. There's no. Okay. I'm literally the worst social media person in the world. I just I just like talking shit. Oh uh, shit! All right, man. All right, it's a, uh, a pleasure having you on, man. We will. Uh, I'll link all your shit and and whatever people. I'm sure people know you by now, but I appreciate your time, dude. Thank you, brother. It's been great being here. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Where Optimal Meets Practical. If you liked the episode, it would mean the world to me if you posted a screenshot to your social media or left a five-star review on iTunes. That stuff really helps. If you ever want to get in touch with me, just shoot me a DM on Instagram, at Jordan Lips Fitness. I'm always around to chat. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.